This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون وتلك حجتنا آتيناها إبراهيم على قومه نرفع درجات من نشاء إن ربك حكيم عليم ووهبنا له إسحاق ويعقوب كلا هدينا ونوحا هدينا من قبل ومن ذريته داود وسليمان ومن ذريته داود وسليمان وأيوب ويوسف وموسى وهارون وكذلك نجزي المحسنين وزكريا ويحيى وعيسى وإلياس كل من الصالحين وإسماعيل واليسع ويونس ولوطا وكلا فضلنا على العالمين ومن آبائهم وذرياتهم وإخوانهم واجتبيناهم وهديناهم إلى صراط مستقيم ذلك هدى الله يهدي به من يشاء من عباده ولو أشركوا لحبط عنهم ما كانوا يعملون أولئك الذين آتيناهم الكتاب والحكم والنبوة فإن يكفر بها هؤلاء فقد وكلنا بها قوما ليسوا بها بكافرين أولئك الذين هدى الله فبهداه مقتده قل لا أسألكم عليه أجرا إن هو إلا ذكرى للعالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين ونصلي ونسلم على أفضل الخلق أجمعين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد We commence by praising Allah سبحانه وتعالى sending blessings and salutations upon Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم the role model of one and all, the ultimate and supreme role model sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
for us to imitate in every aspect of his lifestyle and for us to learn a lesson from, for us to consider the ultimate role model in every single aspect. We ask Allah to bless him and we send salutations upon him and all his household as well as the companions who are also role models, role models to us all. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us a lesson from the sacrifice that all those who have sacrificed from that time to this moment have done, have engaged in, so that the deen has actually come to us today so beautifully, with so much ease. Many of us don't even realize the effort and the sacrifice that was put in such a way that today we are sitting as Muslimin uttering the shahada, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah, my Maker, the Creator, nourisher, cherisher of entire existence. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is indeed the final messenger sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for making me from his ummah. And this applies to every single one of us. We ask Allah to bless all those who have struggled and strove through the years to bring the deen to us. And may we be from amongst those who can engage in some form of struggle and sacrifice in a way that we learn our religion, we understand it, we put it into practice and we convey it to others and we become role models of those who look up to us. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, no matter how much we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what He has blessed us with in terms of this religion and the deen and the fact that we put our heads on the ground solely for our Maker, Unlike those who have put their heads on the ground for every other person or for a stick or stone or a tomb or anything else. Remember, the head is only placed on the ground for the maker himself. This is what distinguishes Islam from other religions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding of the gem that we are holding known as the worship of Allah alone and the following of the footsteps of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I have chosen verses that I read in front of you. And these verses from Surah Al-An'am, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide every single one of us to be able to look into them. Where Allah speaks of the gift that He has sent humanity at large, the messengers that were sent from the beginning. Allah sent them in order to remove mankind from darkness to light. And this means they were sent as role models. If you take a look at this the scriptures that the Christians are holding in their hands today, you will find the change that has become very clear in some of these scriptures whereby these people who were sent as messengers by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon all of them, are looked at in some of these scriptures that have been changed as people who were not ideal. They swear the Prophet Lut, may peace be upon him, they swear David and Solomon, Dawood and Sulaiman, may peace be upon them. And they mention items that did not happen at the time of Dawood and Sulaiman. We believe as Muslimin that Allah chooses only the best to be the ambassadors and the carriers of this deen. And this is why we believe if we were living at the time of Jesus, may peace be upon him, we would never be able to achieve Jannah and paradise unless we followed his footsteps and we considered him the messenger of the time, and we uttered the term, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Isa Rasulullah. We bear witness that Allah is indeed 
the only one worthy of worship, and we bear witness that Isa or Jesus, may peace be upon him, is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we still do believe that, but we believe Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final messenger. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these verses makes mention of the names of most of the prophets, a lot of them that are in the Qur'an. From 25 names, 18 are mentioned there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter says, these are the ones who were guided. These are the ones whom we have sent. If these had to disbelieve, meaning if the people of the time disbelieve, they should know that we have sent the message with those who have already surrendered to it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who surrender. And thereafter comes the powerful instruction to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because for me and you, he is the ultimate role model. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has drawn his attention to others who came with a similar message to be role models for him in certain aspects. And from this we learn that role models are divided into two categories, two main categories. One is a role model whom you can take absolutely everything they do or everything that comes from them. That is only Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Nabi or the Anbiya, the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of perfection. And the other type of role models, we hope it is us where certain aspects of your life, you will be considered a role model in that aspect. And inshallah we will speak about both of these shortly. But we need to bear in mind when we say this is a role model, we are either speaking of the ultimate role model that can only be a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or we are speaking of a role model in some aspects of life, some aspects of existence. This is why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, Referring to the other messengers, he says, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those are the ones that Allah has guided rightly and correctly. So from their guidance, you should take as well. Draw guidance from them as well. Take a page from their lives as well. Subhanallah. And this is why Allah has made mention of the stories of the prophets in the Quran. For it to be a means of comfort and a means of learning for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He can see what happened to his brothers and he would know how to treat those who treat him badly. And he would see exactly how the success was determined. Was it by numbers or was it by the fulfillment of the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taught that success is not by numbers. It is by deliverance of the message the way Allah wants it to be. And this is why we find the Prophet Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, and the story is mentioned in the Quran that he was amongst his people. For 950 years, Allah says, Indeed, we sent Nuh or Noah, may peace be upon him, to his people. And he lived in their midst for a thousand years, less 50. Which means the da'wah itself, the call itself, 950 years. If we take the narration that makes mention of the highest figure of people who accepted his message, we would find that it was not more than 10 people. Not more than 10 people every 100 years. Allahu Akbar. Have you thought of that? Not more 
than 10 people every century. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and may He guide our offspring. May He really make this a means of a lesson for us never to lose hope. Nuh alayhi salam continued, may peace be upon him, and he did not give up hope. There was a time thereafter where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had allowed him to make a dua against his own people, and that was after certain things happened. But getting back to the issue of role models, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam delivered the message. 23 years he continued delivering. Revelation came and he continued. Every movement of his was considered from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired. We believe. Verses that we don't feel like stopping when we read them. Allah says, He did not utter from His own wounds and fancies. Indeed, it was revelation from the most powerful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why, if we try to emulate the way He walked, we will find, subhanallah, we will learn a lesson from it. The way He spoke, the, the movements of His eyes, the way He addressed people, how He frowned, the movements of His fingers when He spoke, all that we have an ultimate role model in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And him, he was told, seek from what the previous prophets have come with. We will reveal it to you so you know. Allahu Akbar. Look at that. My beloved brothers and sisters, today we are speaking on role models. And we need to understand when we say a role model in English, it does not refer to a catwalk where you have models who roll. No. Nor does it refer to a piece of bread that's sometimes considered a roll. No. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. If you look at the dictionary, it says there, someone worth imitating. That's the meaning of a role model in English. If I were to say he is a role model, which means someone worth imitating. And I've just explained to you, Worth imitating wholly Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa That's my aim. We cannot move from that. We are Muslimin. And believe me, there are non-Muslims who draw inspiration from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and consider him a role model. Do you know that? I've read, if you check on the net today, mashallah, technology has made it so easy for us to confirm matters. And it's also made it so easy for us to believe that which is really false. May Allah protect us. May He make us from those who can authenticate. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we hate each other just because of something on the net that is a lie about some nationality or some people or some uh, group of people and so on. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from this type of contamination. But if you looked at the internet and you searched, you would find there are non-Muslims who have drawn inspiration from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from aspects of his life. And we as Muslimin, ask yourself, have I drawn inspiration from him and for what? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Yet I claim that he is the messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is someone worth imitating completely. In fact, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who can appreciate the fact that when we say, I bear witness that he is the messenger, it means he was sent I believe that he was sent by Allah to show me the way. 
to teach me the path, to show me how to worship my maker, to show me how I should lead my life, and therefore I will follow him. But every single one of us, Allah has installed within us from a very early age, Allah has installed within us the capacity to be a role model. Did you know that? Every one of us seated here, Allah has installed in you the capacity to be a role model. And at some stage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imposes it upon you to be a role model to certain categories of people. Let me get to what I'm trying to say there. When you become a parent, it is imposed upon you that your child will respect you initially. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. It's imposed upon you. The child looks up to you. It's up to you now to nurture that, to develop that, to make sure that you realize that gift of Allah and live maturely, responsibly, in a way that your child is then proud of you and really is proud of the fact that you are the role model. They want to emulate you. How many of us, when we see a young boy, we say he reminds me just of his father, the way he speaks, the way he is. Allah has kept it such that not only Will you be an outward role model? But the genes of the child are connected to yours in a way that they may even have a voice similar to yours. Allahu Akbar. This is Allah installing within you and making it incumbent upon you to be a role model to your own children. It's incumbent. It's your duty. This is why we say, my brother, my sister, you are married and you're still committing adultery. Did you know that the children that are traumatized the most are those that catch their parents doing something immoral and doing something that is unacceptable and they are so depressed that some of them become suicidal. They could not believe that my mother could actually commit that adultery. May Allah forgive us and may He show us the path. May He strengthen us. That is Allah. Your child looks up to you. He's never seen you swear. And suddenly one day he sees you swear the biggest swear words. Allah protect us today. We are living in the age of FB. And that stands for Facebook. Allahu Akbar. May Allah protect us. But everyone's words that come out of their mouth, it's either an F or a B or both of them put together. May Allah grant us really the realization that the words you utter are the words your children will modify and excel. If you are reading the Quran, perhaps your children will read the Quran better than you. And if you are swearing, perhaps they will come up with swear words far more sophisticated than yours to the degree that one day they will swear you and you will think they are praising you. So you say, thank you. <laughs> Can happen. Be careful. What you say, your children emulate. They learn very quickly. And they look up to you automatically as a mother, as a father. So if you have a bad habit, it is good enough a reason to say, I'm going to give it up because Allah has given you a child. Allahu Akbar. It's good enough a reason. I'm not saying wait for your children before you give up drugs. No. No. But if you have a child and you're still on drugs, then you have not understood and realized that Allah has imposed upon you this level. And this is why I always say, I think it was here that I spoke some time back saying, we are all leaders in our own right. Kullukum wa kullukum mas'ulun Every one of you is a shepherd. Shepherd meaning a leader. You have a flock that you are responsible for. You will lead. If you take your little stick and you are guiding the flock towards the left, the flock will move towards the left. So Allah has placed within us that leadership. And leadership comes together with being a role model. Because 
who would want to have a leader who's not a role model in some aspects of their life there may be certain aspects of my life and yours that might be slightly dark may allah protect us some have more some have less we would not like people to follow us and we would not like them to consider us role models in that which we are wrong in and this is why in the quran allah gives glad tidings to those who understand how to select give good news to my worshippers الَّذِينَ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقَوْلَ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ أَحْسَنَهُ أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ هَدَاهُمُ اللَّهُ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمْ أُولُو الْأَلْبَابِ Allahu Akbar Allah says Give good news to my worshippers who listen to whatever is to be said but select the best of it When you hear a speech you take the best when you hear so many people talking, you pick out what is relevant, what is correct, what is best. And this is why Malik ibn Anas rahmatullahi alayhi, Imam Dar al-Hijra, the Imam of the Maliki Madhab and the Imam of Medina Munawwara, when he was in Medina, he looked at the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and made his famous statement. He says, مَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا وَيُؤْخَذُ مِنْ كَلَامِهِ وَيُرَدُّ إِلَّا صَاحِبَ هَذَا الْقَبْرِ There is no one that you can take everything they have said. Every single person in existence, you take some of what they say, and you have to leave some of what they say. You have to excuse them for some of what they've said, besides the man resting in this grave, who is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What this means is, in my life, or anyone else whom you consider a role model, say for example, and I'm going to say this because we want to speak about it a little bit later on. Say there is a sports person, that you look at as a role model. MashaAllah. What are you going to take from them? You will take from them perhaps dedication, perhaps focus, perhaps the hard work, perhaps character, if they have good character, perhaps the honesty and so on, if they are honest. You know, you look at Hashim Amla for example, they say the man when he knows he is bowled out, he will walk before the television or before the screen, the umpire of the screen will actually declare him out. He knows he's out and he's walked. And this has intrigued and inspired the non-Muslims to the degree that in our stadiums you find them with little beards stuck on their chins. Why? They consider the man a role model in that aspect of his life. The dedication, the humbleness, the humility. That's what they take from him. And so many other good habits and characters. But if you see a sports person who doesn't read Salah, it doesn't mean, hey, that's my role model, so I'm not going to read Salah. Because we go back to what I started with. If you are taking a holistic role model, there's only one. But the others, you take the aspects that are good, you leave that which is not good. You know, for example, you might have a brother like Sonny Bill Williams, mashallah, he was here the last time we were here. I see all the smiles there, mashallah. Inspiration in many ways. Before he accepted Islam, he tattooed himself. So now you, it's not good enough for me or you to say, that's my role model, so let's go and write Williams on my back and tattoo it. He will tell you, had I accepted Islam, I would have not done this. This was done in the days of Jahiliyyah and the period of ignorance. Allahu Akbar. So this is why we say, the Quran says, those who take the best of speech, the best. Obviously, the Quran speaks of speech. We've actually driven it a bit further to say whatever you want to take in terms of goodness, the honesty, the dignity, the characters and conduct, 
that Islam has promoted, when you see them embodied in a person, you can learn from them. When you see a businessman who is successful because he's a crook, then his success might inspire you, but the fact that he's a crook will actually make you turn away. And then you see another man who is faithful to his maker. He doesn't miss his salah. He's very, very kind to his own family members. He speaks well with his wives and children. And he speaks, for example, with his parents' utmost respect. He tries his best to fulfill his duties to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on. He has a business and he is successful and so on and so forth. You would look at him and say, MashaAllah, this man here has a lot. Today, I'd like to let you know what happened to me a few years back. I entered one city with a vehicle I had. Now, you know there is a new shape Toyota Camry that did never come to South Africa. It never came here. Those who've been to the Middle East or perhaps to Australia, America, you might have seen that Camry, the shape of it. If you've been to the countries where we have Japanese uh, vehicles imported, you would probably see them. So I had one of these. It was a black vehicle and I had it titanium tinted, you know. And mashallah, when I went to a certain city in my own country, uh, two of the youngsters said, we want to become sheikhs like you. And I was, oh, mashallah. I didn't know what to, I said, alhamdulillah, excellent, you know, brilliant. And you know, that's a very good idea and so on. And later on, I heard them talking, hey, become a mufti, you can drive a car like that, man. <laughs> and I thought, wallahi, is that what they're looking at? You know, is it the vehicle? If that's the case, they are focused on the wrong thing. Allahu Akbar. You're focused on the wrong thing. The car you drive must not make a person suddenly a role model. Because sometimes... As I said at the beginning, you might be rolling on the road, Allahu Akbar, with that vehicle of yours, but you have nothing for people to emulate and follow. You know, people might walk out of the, big, the best Lamborghini and he's got a ring on one, one ear and now they tie a little, uh, like, I don't know, the ears, a necklace. This is an earless, I think it's called, not earless as in less, but lace, because they tie it around the ear. I've seen it with my eyes. I wonder if it's coming Cape, to Cape Town yet. And then he's got a bounce that he's walking with, you know. So now you have a person, if I want a Lamborghini, I need to start bouncing, you know. I might get it put in. Why? Allahu Akbar. We are following people who are not worth following. When you see a man kicking a ball, the fact that he can kick the ball well might teach you dedication. He might be a role model for honesty, for dedication, for perhaps hard work. Look at how hard they work. I always say, look at Phelps, look at the Williams sisters, look at, for example, Tiger Woods. These are non-Muslims. Their focus was on one item. I want the gold. I want the gold and I'm not going to settle for anything but that. Look at Hussein Bolt, bolting from one end to the other in less than 10 seconds. Allahu Akbar. The name is already so focused that really the man lives up to it. Allahu Akbar. But what happens to us? Look at them, they were focused. They have so much dedication. They work morning, evening, they dream tennis, they play tennis, they speak tennis, and everything is tennis, tennis, tennis. With us, wallahi, our focus needs to really be, you know, re-governed. We need to put it back in track. Jannah and paradise is my focus and yours. This life is temporary. I may enjoy the days here and I may not. Allah has never promised us that you are going to enjoy your life here. But He has said, if you live it according to my way, you will be happy and content. Allahu Akbar. You are sick and ill, you say, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. Allahumma shfina. You have a difficulty, you want to marry X and you cannot, for example, not your X, but X. <laughs> I mean someone. And 
you cannot for some reason you say, Allah, that's Allah. You don't suddenly become depressed and you know, we become ballistic. But we can try and we can make things work by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the same time, we need to realize they have achieved that goal. And they have achieved the gold that was their goal. They've achieved it. Why? Because of dedication and focus. If I, de- if I am dedicated and focused upon paradise to the degree that morning salah, later on in the morning Qur'an, after that adhkar, then I go to my business, I'm honest, I earn a living, I'm happy, I speak to people with respect, I try and propagate my deen wherever I can. Time for dhuhr, I'm in salah again. My dress code is perfect. After that, I try to please Allah. I eat only that which is halal. I spend time with my family. And at the same time, I am like an open book. People can see me, transparent. I respect people. When I'm talking on the phone, I know how to speak. When I, ha- when I choose my ringtone, I know how to choose it and so on. And everything is focused upon, does this please Allah? If it doesn't, I don't want to be there. That means morning, we are focused on pleasure of Allah. Afternoon, pleasure of Allah. Evening, pleasure of Allah. Dream, pleasure of Allah. Language spoken, ple- pleasure of Allah. Do you think you are not going to get the gold? Allahu Akbar. If they were dedicated and got it, we are dedicated, we will definitely get it. Because Allah wants to give it to us. That's the, the, the beauty of it. Allah wants goodness. And Allah wants our lives to be easy. He says it in the Quran. Allah intends to make it easy, to simplify for people. Because people, man has been created in weakness or with weakness. Man is weak. So this is Allah's blessing. Engage in tawbah. And remember, be focused. So the sports people that we look at as role models, some of them we may look at them as role models in more aspects of our lives than others. Because some may be Muslimin. And some may have better character and conduct than others. There are some top sportsmen. They may be Muslim, but they may have a bad habit, for example, of drinking. They may be clubbing. That doesn't mean that if I want to be uh, a good cricketer or a good sportsman, soccer player or what have you, I also need to go to the clubs and I also need to drink. No, this is why we say it's very important to know where to draw the line. And remember, if... You are going to delete everybody who's made a mistake in their lives from your list of role models. You'll probably delete entire existence in front of you. The only one you won't be able to delete is Muhammad and perhaps his companions as well. Why I say this is, today I'm standing in front of you. I might say one or two things that you may disagree with. It does not mean that you've got to throw away everything I've said. Because you, got, you might take away 80%, 90% of what I've said. Some people you may go away with 20% of what they said. But perhaps that 20% may have been a solution for some major issue in your particular life. So they were perhaps role models or you may have learned from them. They were worth imitating in something they said more than something they did. And this brings me to the next point. I'm actually intertwining all the points to make it interesting for us to digest inshallah. And that is, sometimes people are more of role models in their advice than in their actions. And this happens to us as parents sometimes. You tell your child, don't smoke, but at the back. And then we close our mouths and now they release it from the ears. Somehow the smoke comes out. I wonder how. I really, I'm still, if anyone has mastered it. But no, I don't want you to show it to me because wallahi, we don't want that, inshallah. But we've seen it happening. I don't know whether 
it's just the heat of the moment or whether I don't know. But we tell our children something and we are doing something else. This is why Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu lima taquluna ma la tafaloon. Oh you who believe, why would you say that which you don't do? Why is there a contrast between your utterances and your deeds? For what? Allahu Akbar. We should not be having that. If I say something, I should try my best to live by it. Allah says, Are you instructing people to do good and you're forgetting about yourselves? And yet you read Revelation, you're reading the books. Don't you have a mind? Don't you have the understanding? Don't you have a brain? Allahu Akbar. That if you'd like people to follow properly, you need to be practicing what you preach so that you are a holistic role model and not just in terms of tutoristic where you are saying something and outside the classroom you are someone else. A school teacher is another role model. Subhanallah. Allah has made it such automatically your pupils pay to look up to you. Do you know that? They pay to look up to you. And this is why if you're a teacher or a tutor, Allah has blessed you. Allah has given you a platform to earn paradise. And I always say this, if in that battle where Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam had captives and told them, you teach 10 Muslimin children how to read and write and we free you. If that was the case, then listen to what I'd like to draw as inspiration for a tutor. And here we're talking of a tutor who teaches people how to read and write. You know, not necessarily a specific Islamic subject. It could be a secular subject where you're teaching them perhaps something beneficial for them. Let's go back to what I just said. What is the paradise of those people? It was this life. It was their paradise. مَا هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا نَمُوتُ وَنَحِيَا It's only this life. We will live, uh, we die, we live. Just once, that's it. So to them, it's their paradise. Their paradise is this world. They were taken captive. So they wanted to be released into their paradise. They were given that paradise by teaching 10 people how to read and write. And that was by the instruction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Inspired by Allah in one way or another. And this is why we say, if the non-Muslims were allowed at that time to achieve their freedom or their paradise by teaching 10 people how to read and write, what do you think you, my beloved teacher or tutor, will be achieving when you teach 10 people how to read and write? Your paradise by the will of Allah. Allahu Akbar. Look at that. Something very serious, food for thought. Think about it. And this is why I don't look down upon people who tutor you or your children or anyone else. And if you're a tutor, remember it's your paradise. You can either make it or break it. Not only will they take from you, especially in today's setting where you have a classroom, not only will they take from you what you are teaching them, they may take from you the dress code. They may take from you habits that are good or bad. It's up to you to realize and understand. I know of tutors who are gay, who have convinced, A'udhu Billah, Allah protect us, some of their, their learners, that you know what, you have very strong gay inclinations. And before that, they had nothing, no, no even thought in that direction. Allahu Akbar. 
Why I say this is sometimes we, when we do not select the correct learning institutions for ourselves or our children, perhaps we may be imposing on them to take people who have an impact on them that are actually negative people who will lead them into the wrong direction. And this is our mistake, it's our blunder. I firmly believe, and I'm going to say this, whether you like it or not, it's my opinion. As I said, you may disagree with one or two things. To send your child to a school that may not achieve all A's, but has better tutors in terms of protection of the character, the thinking, the conduct of my child is far better for me than for my child to have 10 A's, but come out as a gay or a lesbian. Allahu Akbar. It's my personal opinion. And this is why we say we need to learn in life, not only whom we select as a role model, but whom sometimes we impose on our children to have an impact upon them. We impose it. Because the, the teacher is going to sit with you for one year, every day in front of you. The way they smile, you learn. The way they talk, you talk. The accent they have, you have that accent. Allahu Akbar. Believe me, it happens. Yes. Because the whole year, they're talking to you. So we've taken from them. And as I said, you pay them to be role models. And we've discussed all the aspects. One is when you're a tutor. The other is when you're a learner. And the third is when you are sending someone to a learner. So those are the aspects. Allahu Akbar. And this brings us to anyone else. A doctor also has a very great impact upon his patients. And we take from the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us at all times. And may He make us from those not only who can have the correct role models but at the same time, who can be the role models, not only for our own children, but even for others to draw inspiration from whenever they see us. My sisters, when you dress correctly, that is your proper identity. When you have not dressed correctly, it is not yet your identity. You have not yet identified yourself. I met a sister yesterday, relative, and I told her, I said, you know what? This is your identity. This is the true person whom you are, because now you're in hijab. So no matter what, the world will see you as the person you really are deep inside. Allahu Akbar. But until a person has not got to that correct Islamic minimum requirement, I'm saying minimum requirement because that's the closest step we can actually cling on to. The, up to the time they have not got to that, they have not yet discovered who they are themselves. How can they then be a proper role model even of their own children? And Allah has kept it. Such an instinct in children, my mothers and sisters who are here. Let me tell you, even the brothers who are here. When your child is born, a few months down the line when they can move and crawl, when they watch you reading salah, they will automatically engage in the actions of salah with you. You find them raising their hands and tying their hands. You find them in sajda. You find them battling and fighting to wear something that you wear. Perhaps if you put on this long burqa when you want to read salah, they want theirs of a small little size. I was in Medina two weeks ago and my little two-month-old child, I actually got something tailor-made for her which looked like a hijab. Not to say we want her to go into, you know, full-time there and then. No. But I know there will come a time when she will ask for hers and if we don't have it, there's going to be tantrums because I've seen that with all my children. It's such a beautiful tantrum. Wallahi, for the right thing. Imagine your child is fighting with you to go to the masjid. 
Your child is fighting with you to allow them to wear the hijab. Your child is fighting with you to allow them to change their school to a better school Islamically or in terms of character and behavior. And I am in no ways telling you that all Islamic schools might be of a higher level of behavior than others because I've come across some, some in certain places on the globe which have a worse record of character and conduct than sometimes a school across the road which might not even be affiliated to religion. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. It's not a swipe, but it's a statement of truth. It happens sometimes. I hope it's not the case in our midst. So, the child will follow you. They'll do whatever you do. And whoever you respect, your child will begin to respect. Do you know that? When you allow people into your home, they have a very big impact on your children. These are the role models. Partially, when I say partially, now you know what I'm speaking about. They will take certain aspects of life and learning from these people. You allowed a businessman whom you looked up to, to come home. And he came with his children. His children are all wearing, wearing miniskirts. And everyone is there with all their different type of culture and behavior. And you're so intimate with these people that they've actually come and shared a meal with you. And you've done things that normally you don't do in your own home. The child will see, number one, your hypocrisy. The child will be confused. Number two, the child might like what he saw or she saw. And that may have such a big impact that you don't realize, uh-oh, they found a new role model. Allahu Akbar. Whatever you did for so long is washed away. And this is why the hadith speaks even about friendship. Your friends, they are role models unto you in certain or within certain aspects of your life. Whether you like it or not, they brush off onto you. That is a role model. Sometimes you may know this person is your role model. Sometimes you do not know they are your role model, but you begin to emulate them. Because we told you the meaning of a role model, someone who is worth imitating. You started imitating them already without actually knowing that I'm imitating these people. Your friends, A person he's known, by the friends they keep. So each one of you be careful whom you allow into that circle of friendship of yours. Yesterday I received a message on my phone from one of my nephews. And he says, words to the effect. It's obviously just a forwarded message perhaps. It says, you are known by those around you. So if you want to know who you are, look around you, you might get a shock. <laughs> well, believe me, I'm not a sister. Allah protect us. What that means is sometimes you look around and you see a sister. We're not meaning that. What we mean is, what we mean is those you mix with, those you interact with. In fact, I, I sent him a message on, on, on a very much lighter note, which I won't share with you, but I sent him a message in return and I think he had a good laugh because I looked around me and the next person I saw, I said, this is who's up next to me. You know? MashaAllah. <laughs> but what is meant by that on a more serious note is, you are known by the company you keep. If you want to know who you are, discover who you are. Just look around you. Who are the people that you really can't do without? And who are the people every day you mix with them? Sometimes it's people who you are with at school, for those going to school. Sometimes at the varsity. Sometimes, for example, it might be a group of friends. If they're on drugs, it is coming to you. You know, I really appreciate the person who discovered that those who move around with a smoker are, are in more danger than the smoker himself of contracting disease. Oh, I said, Ya Allah, guide this man. Whoever he was, anonymous. Ya Allah, what he said means a lot to us. We now have a weapon to go around the public and say, you with him, he smokes. Remember, he's killing you. <laughs> it's a fact. I'm not joking. They tell you, 
smoked smoke is worse than smoke that is being smoked. That's what they say. Allahu Akbar. My brothers and sisters, remember, choose your friends wisely. They brush off onto you whether you like it or not. You start speaking like them, you start dressing like them, you start thinking like them. They tune the, the way you think and that is a point of highlight this evening. The way you think is decided by role models you have. With us, someone asked me, who's your role model? Some of you might have seen that tweet. Normally, you know, you leave it. Because, what do you want to say? In 140 characters, you might confuse the whole world. (laughs) So, who is my role model? I've got perhaps 100 role models. Each one of them, you take certain aspects from them and you learn from them. But the ultimate role model, we want to be like Muhammad And we want to be like the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Really, we cannot, we would be wrong if we answered it in any other way. Wrong, totally failed. That is the ultimate role model. But I have so many people I look up to, male and female, whom we take certain aspects of their lives and say, MashaAllah, look at the dedication, look at the way they've spoken, look at the, the way they put across their message, look at this, look at the way they treat their families, look at, I can do better. And this brings me to another point, yet another point, and that is, there will come a time in your life when if you are successful, The question, the crucial question will no longer be, who do I want to be like? But it will be, who wants to be like me? How many people want to be like me? Because then, Allah has accepted you to become of a level where people look at you and want to follow. They want to imitate. But remember, the golden rule is, no matter how many people want to emulate you, stick to the ground in humility. Be humble. Take correction. Be a person who can be refined no matter how old or successful he is, whether in deen or in dunya, whether in worldly matters or in spiritual religious matters. No matter who you are, I have seen failure of people who consider themselves very, very pious, who have followings of hundreds, perhaps of thousands behind them. And I have seen their failure because they develop a chip on their shoulders to the degree that they will not take correction from anyone. And they think that they themselves are perfect. Wallahi, perfection is for the anbiya. Allahu Akbar. And ultimate perfection is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the perfect. So no matter who you are, remember, there will be certain aspects in your life that are not worth following. So the same would apply in the person whom you are trying to imitate. There will be certain aspects in their life that are not worth following. You may know them or you may not know them. Subhanallah. Sometimes you have a person outwardly very kind. But go back and ask their folks. They'll say this person's a lion in the home. Had you known that, you would know that this person has really a dual life that they are leading. One in the private lives and one in the public. If that's the case, such people are hypocritical. But still, if you want to take a good point from their lives, you may choose that which has a lesson in it for you to draw inspiration from. Allahu Akbar. You may. Because at the end of the day, every human being, there will be aspects that you have to excuse them for. So we've spoken about friends and the impact they have on us. As I said, whether you like it or not, those you mix with, those you decide to go to school with. I've seen, for example what is known as a lift club for people who have a school very far off. So the parents phone some other parents, you know what, let's all get together. We take the children to school 
for a week each. So I'll take for one week all the children. You take another week all the children. I have come across foolish parents who don't mind their children going into a vehicle of another man just for purposes of making life easy for them, not having to get up every single day. And so what they do is, they allow their children to go into this car with this uncle who's got all the other children in the vehicle. Not only is he smoking and blasting the beat, but he's swearing and talking nonsense. And he answers the phone and he's speaking vulgar and making haram appointments and teaching them a whole lot of nonsense in the 30 minutes every single day that it takes from home to school, which is an, an amount of time that you as a parent have not spent with that child. This is why I believe a big gift in our countries, if you have a vehicle and your children are going a little bit far, the biggest gift you can give your children, jump into the vehicle and take them to school. That is quality time. You have so much specialized time with your kids. You talk to them. You can explain to them. That taking your child to school and back to me, it's something I will not compromise. Either I do it, or a member of my immediate family whom I trust would do it. And when we say trust, we're not talking of trust as in they might not, they might or might not tamper with the child. No, that we don't, that, that perhaps might be far, but trust as in if my child sees something in this person, it would only be something beneficial for the child. This is what it is. This is the other angle of looking at role models. Because when we talk of role models, it's wrong for us to just think, okay, we're talking of role models. That means we're going to come out of this talk having understood who to look up to. No, that's not all. First, having understood who to look up to. Having understood that people will look up to us. And having understood that we are responsible, we are really responsible to guide certain people in, in our children, for example, how to look at others in a way that they can select role models and know that you know you take certain aspects and you don't take certain aspects. I was speaking to a youngster a few weeks ago and we were talking about one non-Muslim a football player. I don't know him but I only know his name. So he was telling me, oh this guy is such a good guy, you know he's got this and he's got that. And I told him, I said, listen son, let me tell you something. What you should learn from this person. You may never be able to kick a ball like that. But whether you could kick a ball or not is not a question you're going to be asked in your grave. Nor a question you're going to be asked in the Akhirah. So if you die right now, the ball is going to be left behind. But at the same time, what you need to know is there are certain bad habits that you will find. Draw the line. Don't think that I'm going to take absolutely everything. Oh, my inspiration. You know, we go gaga over somebody. That term itself... Leaves a very big question mark. Imagine, you go, I heard it a few, two or three years ago. Someone said, oh, they're going gaga over somebody. And I was, what's like gaga? What is that? Wallahi, I had no clue. It, it was a year and a half later when I figured out, oh, is this what it is? Allahu Akbar. I hope my face looked something of, may Allah safeguard us. Wallahi, you know, I really cannot comprehend sometimes how people choose those they look up to and go gaga for Allahu Akbar. It's a term that should really be, you know, the coin. It's a term that is coined, isn't it? Well, in South Africa, they've changed the currency. You noticed? So maybe we can change that term also. My brothers and sisters, alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us here in this beautiful session uh, this evening. And we're speaking about role models where, inshallah, we want to look at people whom, inshallah, we can imitate. And at the same time, People 
whom we can teach our children to imitate and as I said imitate in certain aspects and perhaps not in certain aspects. You will never ever have a person in your midst here whom you can say I can imitate every single aspect of this person's life. But at the same time you will be able to have some whom you can imitate a lot of what they do. And as I said there will come a time when you will become a role model for others. The quicker that happens the more successful you are. And people will look up to you. Allah has given you already. If you have children, may Allah grant those who don't have children, children. Let's start somewhere else. May Allah grant all those who don't have spouses, spouses. See how loud the Amin is? We know where to start. My brothers and sisters, we know where to start. Thereafter, may Allah grant those who are married, who don't have offspring, offspring, who will be the coolness of their eyes. And may Allah grant those who have offspring, may Allah grant those who have, who have offspring, offspring who will be the coolness of their eyes, who will consider them role models, and may Allah make them truly role models for their own children. Amin. Brothers and sisters, if tonight's talk has not motivated you to leave your bad habits solely because there are people who will look at you and follow you and follow your example, then I don't know when it is that we will actually leave our bad habits. Because the hadith says, مَنْ سَنَّ سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً فَلَهُ أَجْرُهَا Amazing. I mentioned the same hadith the last time I was here. It's ringing a bell. So much so, it sometimes rings an alarm. Allahu Akbar. Because it's such a powerful hadith, we don't realize. مَنْ سَنَّ سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً فَلَهُ أَجْرُهَا وَأَجْرُ مَنْ عَمِلَ بِهَا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ لَا يَنْقُصُ ذَلِكَ مِنْ أُجُورِهِمْ شَيْئًا Whoever sets a good example, Whoever sets a good example shall have the full reward of all those who follow that example until the day of Qiyamah without the reward being minimized in any way whatsoever. And the hadith continues to say, وَمَنْ سَنَّ سُنَّةً سَيِّئَةً فَلَهُ وِزْرُهَا وَوِزْرُ مَنْ عَمِلَ بِهَا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ لَا يَنْقُصُ ذَلِكَ مِنْ أَوْزَارِهِمْ شَيْئًا Whoever sets a bad example shall carry the burden or the sin of all those who have followed that bad example up to the day of judgment. A'udhu billah. Up to the day of judgment. You set a bad example. Your child followed it. Your grandchild followed it. Your great-grandchild followed it. Come on, give up those cigarettes. Give up bad words. Give up whatever else. Give up your adultery, your clubbing. And so many other bad things. Today we have drugs. A'udhu billah. Allah safeguard us. My beloved youth, remember, throw it away. Don't even try it. Don't even try a cigarette. Allahu Akbar. Because tomorrow, even your friends will learn from you. This man never smoked. He never drank. He never, for example, uh, you know, engaged in this type of behavior. He has never seen a club, what a nightclub looks like inside. Allahu Akbar. Why should I carry the burden of people whom I don't know, who have followed my bad example? Imagine you die and the bad example is followed and it's continued because your children or someone else have followed that example and it carries on and on and on. May Allah safeguard us. I remember a story being made mentioned by one of the mashayikh of people who had subscribed to some pornographic site and believe me, pornography is rife amongst the Muslimin. It is prohibited. You know, I don't know how. I was asked a question that 
Isn't it, look how the question is being asked in a way that they already have a you know, preconceived answer. Isn't it permissible to watch pornography if you were your wife? What are you talking about? You're trying to tell me it becomes permissible? Allahu Akbar. It is totally prohibited from the beginning to the end, whether you're with anyone or with no one. Believe me, it is absolutely prohibited. May Allah safeguard us. Really, I was saying there were people who subscribed to, on a pornographic site to receive some material every single day. And, and there was, because there is a payment to be made, one guy was paying and he was forwarding this message to his friends. Until the group of friends grew and he put it on automatic forward. So as it came into his inbox, it would go to his friends. And they had a look at it and they laughed. Believe me, that's not our topic today, but it is definitely a serious subject, a matter of discussion, how pornography has really affected our homes and our lives, our wives, our brains, our everything, the reproductive system and the works included. Everything affected. May Allah safeguard us and our offspring, really. So this man, something happened, there was a car crash and he died. And his friends were shocked because young man in his 20s passed away. And they say they were so shocked. They were at this home, funeral home. They helped wash him up and they buried him. And they were crying, hugging each other. Perhaps it's a, it's a warm moment where you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know your best friend dies. And suddenly you wake up and you think I'm going to leave my bad habits. So they were talking to each other and saying, look, it's all over. We, this thing here, we're not doing it anymore. The man has died. Do you know what happened? That evening they all received a message. From who? This guy. But he's died. It was an automatic resend. Meaning you can set it. It comes in, goes out. Automatically. And they were shocked. They discussed it with each other. Hey, we got a message from this guy. Imagine you receive a message from your dead friend. And suddenly his name pitches up. Hey, is the internet in heaven? <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. So what we need to realize, they got the message, and this is now serious, shocked. They got it again and again, a month later, of these dirty messages coming from a man in his grave. A month later, they wanted to get through to those who had, whom the subscription was from, that there is this man and he's dead, and this is what's happening. You know what they said? His subscription is up to the end of the year. We are not going to be able to stop this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive him. But the lesson for me and you, watch out, be careful. Your actions, your, your dirty long-term actions might impact upon you so negatively that it may affect you even after your death. This is why we say, turn to Allah. Become role models. Learn who the role models are. Look at them. See what you want to take. Change your life. Turn for the sake of Allah. Life is too short. Remember to identify yourself firstly. Your Islamic identity is very important. Sisters, be proud of your hijab. Stand up. My brothers, be proud of your name. So what? My name is Abdul Aziz. Excellent. I can be a person who helps my neighbor, who helps the non-Muslim who might have a blowout or an accident and drive them to the hospital and yet I am the Muslim I am and I am proud to say I am a follower of Muhammad and auntie as old as you are, you are hurt I will carry you to the hospital and I will take you there for free no expense and you know what, if you can't afford the deposit I am going to help you with a bit of money and you are proud of your name, we have become so apologetic that 
you want to stop on a street to help someone fix their tire, they ask you, what's your name? You say, Mo. Mo. Brother, Mo. What is Mo? Are you not insulting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Tell them, my name is Muhammad. And if you're in Cape Town, you can say, Muhammad. It's alright. It's fine. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. May He grant us paradise. I've spoken a lot and I hope I've tackled several aspects. As you know, when we discuss a topic, we may not be able to discuss every single aspect of it. But at least we motivate one another to be able to look at the subject a little bit deeper. Perhaps to attend seminars in this regard. And believe me, as I said, we, we need to look at people and identify them. And sometimes we need to share with others who our role models are and what aspect of their lives do we consider them a role model regarding. The reason I say this and I will end on this note is because if you've noticed, a lot of people have role models who are sportsmen. Have you noticed that? A lot of people, hey, that's my inspiration. Sometimes even I know of people who've got role models who are musicians and actors and actresses. I know of people, because I normally ask people, you know, questions. And it's interesting to know. And they'll give you a name of an actor or an actress. Ooh, she's not a role model. She's one of those models that rolls. You need to understand that. Because she knows how to act. An actor is just acting. So if an actor is your role model, you will also master the art of acting. So you know how to act. That's all. So you have a double life thereafter. Because a lot of them lead a dual life. One in a movie or in the acting and the other in the real life. So we need to have people in real life. And this is why I want to stress the point again. It's the fourth time I'm repeating it to say, remember, when you take a look at people who are non-Muslim and you say, my role model, just be careful of the statement. The reason is you may draw inspiration from them, but you need to govern what is it that they are the role model regarding. They can never be your role model indeed. No ways. They can never be your role model in this or in that in terms of your spirituality. But they will be a role model perhaps in honesty, in dedication. As I said, we draw inspiration from them. Some people might be worth imitating only in one aspect of their lives. And this is why we say, let's try our best to learn the lives of those who are not in our midst from amongst the Sahaba. They live in our midst in the form of books and in the form of knowledge which they have protected and imparted. So they are with us, yes. But at the same time, we need to understand, role models not necessarily need to be alive in front of you, although that has a bigger impact, but they should be ultimate role models that you spend a lifetime researching about. Researching about. Why? There are people amongst the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, who have so much sacrifice next to their name and success, whether it is business field, spiritual field, holistically they achieved. But we have not yet read about those role models of ours. We haven't even read about them yet. So I'm inviting you to go through the lives of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Believe me, make a note of it. Go through their lives and learn the aspect of their, their living. And draw from them to the degree that if someone says, who's your role model? You can say, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. And they will say, what do you mean? And you can recite 20 aspects of his life. 
because obviously he is a role model worth emulating, worth imitating in many, many more aspects than any one of us and anyone you will find living today. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us realize that as well and may He make us from those who can read the lives of the illustrious predecessors, those who have struggled, those who strove in such a way that today we are seated here. My brothers and sisters, we share a love for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I reiterate that and confirm that solely for His pleasure until we meet again inshallah. I say wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.